Oh my God, is that our take? Are we anti Astro Boy? I um, I love the Pillar Man, but anime was a mistake. <laughs> and if that's what we're saying here, fair. We love yes. we we love the furries. Anime was a mistake. We love the Pillar Man. <laughs> we love the Pillar Man. We're not shaming the Pillar Man. They did nothing wrong. They're terrific. They really They're fantastic. Wrong. Terrific, fantastic guys. Really, I know them very well. Very well. <laughs> and then cut to five minutes later. Pillar Man have destroyed half the earth. Look, look. I've never met the Pillar Man. I don't know who these They're guys are. They're bad people never, on both sides. They're very bad. They're bad hombres. I've never met the Pillar Man. They come from Mesopotamia. Very bad. Sad, sad people. Very sad. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so Woo! We we on one tonight, baby. Let's Bro talk Tacos about on one tonight. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Hal. I'm Pex. And this is Bro Takus, the show where two guys who love anime do a deep dive on what is and isn't worth watching. We believe you don't need to have a major in anime studies to enjoy this wild, beautiful, and strange art form, and we are lucky to have you on this journey with us. Joining us today is absolutely nobody. Fucking no one. Nobody. We're alone today. <laughs> <laughs> and we are doing a amazing deep dive for everybody who uh, who is interested. Again, we have a YouTube channel. If you prefer to watch things that way, we will have video accompaniments. And every Ooh. day I try to do a little something extra with Brotaku's. Take us another mile. And so starting with the last episode, you can now look in the description for timestamps about things that we're talking about. So if you don't want to listen to Brotaku's News Corner, that's fine. You just skip ahead of the timestamp. If you don't want to hear what we have to say about uh the a second example perhaps <laughs> you don't well, have to do well, that either well you know if you skip all the way past the end of our episodes we're actually including extra post-credit scenes which are just yeah. asmr of us eating our dinners prior to um recording the podcast yes it's we like each do we, a different we, one every episode and it's a different yeah. meal and you have to guess which one and if you do you get to be the next guest on our podcast that's how we do it no that one is how we yet. select our guests that's actually always how we've done it I know most people criticize us for the extra two hours of dead air that we put on every single podcast, mm-hmm. but whatever, it helps the algorithm. If someone leads that shit running, running a couple ads for Raid, Shadow <laughs> Legends, then, you know, that helps us in the algorithm, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so through this mind-melting insanity, we want you to keep yours intact. We're going to lose our shit here, but we want yeah. you to keep your brain intact and good and sparkling and glowy um, because we have a very important question for you today. And that question is... What was the first anime? But to answer that question, we have to ask another question, which is, what is anime? What is anime? The philosopher, yeah, so- the one, the, the question that Socrates asked himself, like, while hitting himself in the head with a rock, like, over and over and over again, trying to understand, what is anime? I don't get it. Pax, I, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> that was what drove him. That was what drove him. That was, the that was, yes, that was what pushed Socrates. <laughs> Yeah, as it should, because it's a tough question. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you ask the average person, what is anime? Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, you mean Scooby-Doo. And then you say, oh, no, like, Japan. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Japan. And the question gets a little more difficult. So you had a, you had a really interesting question that I don't, I don't quite remember the, the, the details of. Could you lay out your, your, um, your, your impossible to answer grand pokemon theorem yes so so i a long time ago came across a question posted on the the deep corners of the interweb and um the question was who was the first pokemon um and it's an impossible question it's an impossible question for a number of reasons but the answers are it's a multiple choice and it says a is it rhydon 
B, Bulbasaur, C, Mew, or D, Arceus? And the question, the answer is, you can't answer it. You can't, because it really depends on the context here. To elucidate, to elucidate, to, to expand on that. Rhydon, it could be him, because Rhydon was the first Pokemon to ever be drawn by animators, I believe. He was the first concept ever created as a Pokemon. Big old rhino, anthropomorphic rhinoceros with big old tail and a horn, he's rocky. That's what they, that's, they were like, this looks good, and they drew it. Um, looks good. He was the first one. And then you've got Bulbasaur, which is number one in the Pokedex. The OG, the first, and the best Kanto starter. I don't care if you're Squirtle mm. Stand, if you're Charm agree, Charmander agree, Stand, man. fuck yeah. off. Bulbasaur is the boy. Um, it could be Arce Arceus, because in the beginning of time, there was an expanding swirling of chaos and mist, and suddenly one singular egg emerged into the light, and when it cracked, Baby Arceus was born and created the rest of the cosmos. Could be him. I mean, we God. all know that. We've all read the Bible. We we, we yes, all know yes, the story. Yes, yes, I've read the fourth testament. The the old the, the next gen. Yeah, we we've joined the church. I've read of the Bible. G Saints, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Bible uh, GX. Yes, I've read Bible that. GX. Um, uh, Generation X. Uh, and then it could be um, it could be Mew. Because Mew is supposed to be like the ancestor of all Pokemon right. from which like their cute little genetics went through and created a bunch of little abominations that people learned to enslave later. And the whole hype of it was like no one can answer it because it really depends on how you look at it. This question, getting off that tangent, getting off that side mm. road that I took us down. The question, what is anime, it really depends like, oh, it doesn't have to be like Japanese, uh, it has to be drawn by Japanese artists, does it have to be created by a Japanese company, does it have to be created in Japan, um, or is it a style, is it like an artistic style, something that you can see? What do you think, Pax? What, what, what says you? Yeah, so I'm going to kind of introduce in the... the, the the theory of postmodernism okay. uh, uh, to, to the conversation today. And a key crux of postmodernism as a school of literary and art criticism is known as the chain of signifiers. And it's mm -hmm. kind of looking at it with a critical lens. The chain of signifiers kind of being the uh, uh, mental and almost spiritual processes that we use to trace back to, to one kind of like trigger word. And so when I say dog, that kind of starts the chain of signifiers with you where the sound dog which is not you know in any way evolutionarily coded into us by Arceus himself to make us think of something mm -hmm. will eventually lead us down a sign of well okay i know a dog probably looks like this but not like this other thing and we each kind of imagine a different dog in our heads maybe you imagine your childhood dog maybe you imagine the last dog that you saw maybe you just imagine clifford the big red dog or a brown dog and but but either way the or creature the dog or snoop dog or scooby-dooby-doo Scooby -Doo. <laughs> the first anime character <laughs> and in a sense the first pokemon <laughs> and uh and and all of this is to say that there is no direct 
provable connection between like language and lived reality. We're all kind of living in living in one shared hallucinogenic terrain where together is like one almost like group organism. We come to an agreement about what certain sounds trigger in our minds and how best mm. to communicate with things. And so I only bring this up because I was a little grandma Nazi when I was a little boy because I thought that I was so smart because I read Call of the Wild when I was young. And I'm like, mm. I'm a literary agent. I must make sure that everybody is using the English language appropriately. And uh, oh, oh, I fucking sucked. I was a little <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. To the point where I remember when, because I tried very much to like not say, I mean, I say like and um all the time here. Uh-huh. Some podcasts people are like, should you edit that out? For me, I'm like, I'm just jazzing, baby. It's this who is part I of my am, baby. It's, it's mm-hmm. what I am. Um, but I remember my mother so gleefully. My mother was just like a, a really great at giving people shit. Um, so I would correct people about like, oh, it's actually whom or like whatever. Mm. I'm past this now. It's super whack. Mm-hmm. But um, the one time that I said like, um, like three times as I was trying to cod or something. And I remember I was like, yeah, you know, mom. And it's like, um, um, uh, and my mother, she just bursts in and she goes like, um, 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 <laughs> like she just like gets her face into me like she's fucking just asserting dominance and she's just like dunking on me uh and so that's good parenting right there just really confront your children absolutely make and, them uh, feel small because they <laughs> are <laughs> exactly exactly and so anyone who tries to make you feel small about like however you speak or whatever your personal definition of something is um uh Unlike my mom, who was right, they are yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, they so, are wrong. So, so Pax, real quick, uh, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? What are we? We're talking about, you know, what anime is, right? Yeah, and so why I'm doing this is anybody who is familiar with the question, what is anime, is familiar with the anime definition Nazis out there. The people who, when you refer to Avatar The Last Airbender as an anime, will immediately be like, well, actually, if the production studio was in Verbank, California, that does not sound like a prefecture of Japan to me. And like, mm-hmm. we'll just dunk on you and destroy the, you. The, the gatekeepers, the ones with the fedoras yeah. and the neckbeards and the, and the discount katanas that, that wait to malady you to death uh those yeah. are are we talking about those i i'm i want to you know speaking of the chain of signifiers yeah, yeah, yeah. when you like talk about anime gatekeepers and then you just compared them to nazis now i'm having a little trouble f- finding which one it sparks in me when we say gatekeeping anime <laughs> now i'm having an interesting you know duel i'm gonna figure out in an hour which one comes out on top hell yeah say hell gatekeeping yeah, you- anime again to me in like 20 minutes and we'll see which one i think of Will do. You wait. You wage that little war, brother. But, Thank you. Um, for for us today, the Merriam-Webster definition of anime mm-hmm. is uh, 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 <clears throat> a style of animation originating in Japan that is characterized by stark, colorful graphics depicting vibrant characters in action-filled plots, often with fantastic or futuristic themes. And that would have been a pretty good definition of many anime in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But even now, it's something where, like, what do you do about Carol and Tuesday, the show about the two girls just starting a band? What do you do about, uh, what do you do about, um, Promise Neverland, which is, uh, uh, really, really, uh, <laughs> uh strange in its plot structure, but it's not an action filled, you know, bash fest every week. Sure, 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 and, sure, sure. And so all of this is to say, I don't think that our core thing should be, well, we just, if it walks like an anime and quacks like an anime, it's an anime, but how, what would you say your closest kind of like 
approachment of anime is. Like, how, how do we define, what, what is anime to you, man? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked because for me, anime is just something that when I watch it, it just sparks joy within me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and, and what I'm trying to say is, I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, I don't really have a, a certain anime. I, I always qualified it as like, oh, you know, if it's anime, it's probably made in Japan, but it also follows a certain art style. Like, I thought that Teen Titans was an anime, and it confused the shit out of me when I was a kid, because I was like, they look like the, the animus, but, but you're not in Japan. I'm confused. Um... <laughs> It sounds yeah. like you had a brain. Sounds like you had a mild stroke while considering. That. Well, it was also my 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 sexual awakening as I saw Starfire and Raven for the first time. Um, mm. So there was a lot mm. happening. There was a lot happening in my head, and I may have short circuited. Right. No, and I mean for some people, it's true that their definition of anime might be like animation that makes me horny. Yeah. But that. But and so like maybe maybe then you say okay, well Teen Titans is an anime. But then for people who had a strange attachment to uh, uh, Frankie from Foster's Home to Imaginary Friends, does that make that an anime? Oh, I don't like that. Don't <laughs> or for like people it. who rightfully recognized Miss Incredible's insanely animated dump truck. Yeah, like, but that was intentional. That's intentional. That was intentional. That's yeah. Disney trying to be slick and pulling some stuff pulling some stuff they know <laughs> okay and so so for the actual topic we're talking about today i guess in my heart it's just like um it's uh, one popular definition of art is um you know i don't know how to define art but i know it when i see it you know what i mean okay and so and and i think that for anime that is a useful barometer as well and so anime is a style of animation that often is made in japan characterized oftentimes by a highly colorful uh, art style and and otherworldly plots but um i think at its core you know uh, it's it's just kind of a difficult thing to ask which is why as we dive into the main question today about the first anime do we have some kind of conflicting information right 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 and it's something that as we looked for the first anime and we were like is this right is this actually it um, that's why we kind of had to dive into that question because, because to be honest, you might disagree with us. You might come yeah, back after listening no. to this episode and be like, uh, actually, bro Takus, uh, this wasn't the first anime and it wasn't Scooby Doo either. And the fact that you even bring up Scooby Doo in the next episode is kind of repetitive and I hate <laughs> it and I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Um, it's a running You're banned joke. from the duty squad. Get goodbye. Out of here. Get, goodbye. Goodbye. Get, get uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, you know, you might disagree with us so stay yeah. with us as we talk about what we view as the first anime uh the the anime that sort of created the predecessor the penultimate the er anime the er anime the alpha and the omega the anime. so exactly. um i'm gonna hit us with the first japanese animation ever discovered if Please. that's okay to start Please. us off so cool. if your definition is just anime is Japanese animation, bar none, um, which, which is an important thing to do because when we talk about like um, if, if you only define it as the kind of like set of kind of like signifying facial features and big eyes and colorful plots and things like that, you kind of discount a lot of Japanese animators who really are just kind of pushing the boundaries and doing odd and unique and mm -hmm. wonderful things with their animation mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't look like traditional stuff. And so, you know, we, we don't kind of want to build that up but so the first japanese animation ever found um people thought that it, it was sometime in like the 30s and 40s until 2005 a 50 frame animation uh that if you're on youtube you will see 
right here. You'll see it right here. Um, so it's a 50 frame animation um, called Katsudo Shashin, um, also known as Activity Photo, which is just a 50 frame animation stenciled onto celluloid uh, that was likely made in 1907, but historians kind of contend over its true nature. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. That's, that's like, pretty old. That's That's at least like two years older than me. Dude, that's like if anime was a MILF. That's like ancient, bro. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, but so here's where we kind of come into some uh, difficulties tracking the history of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because um, there was another uh, Japanese animation that we know of called uh, uh, Namakura Katana or Blunt Sword, which was an animation made in 1917. It was a short animated clip using clip art style. So mm -hmm. clip art is one in where you're like um, literally clipping the drawings and like repositioning them. And it's a lot cheaper than like redrawing the frame over and over again. It's almost like a 2D stop motion type thing. Um, and, and you can look that up online and you could find it right here because it's creative commons it's been way long so you could look at it over here um uh short animated film using clip art style um but here's where uh shit gets a little wacky because there was a ton of animation released in the the 30s and 40s but what happened in the 40s <laughs> it was it was world war ii boom. yeah so world war ii and so we now come to the era of like Japanese propaganda films and there's a bit of an issue going on here where there are Japanese animators eager to get into the field but they face this huge market pressure because Disney films are coming over with Japanese subtitles um, into Japan and it is way cheaper to import an animated film and just slap some subtitles on it than it is to fund your own full animated film yeah and so Japanese studios at this point are kind of facing a huge pressure to cut costs and be a little cheap with it until someone came along with a big sack of money and that man was uncle sam sasuke what's the what's the japanese version of uncle sam okay. not sasuke uh, uchiha <laughs> okay, okay well so what is it uh uncle nip nippon nippon you, you, uncle better, nipples. you better not be racist <laughs> Okay, whatever. Uh, Big Daddy Japan. <laughs> Big Daddy in. Japan. <laughs> Big Daddy Japan comes in and funds some animations um, like the... Uh, Oh, it's like uh, Momotaro's Divine Sea Warriors. Mm -hmm. These that are basically propaganda joining these, the kind of slate of Japanese like uh, uh, comic propaganda and image propaganda depicting FDR as like this like hunched over like Jewish looking homunculus <laughs> kind of getting ready to just shovel the earth into his mouth. Sure. Um, which I mean, like it's compared to every everyone was cranking out. You I was know, gonna say there's some other propaganda happening around World War II that I think was pretty pretty significant. You know, the, you know the music like born in the wrong generation type people who are like, I wish I was there in like the 50s with like King Crimson. That would have been my time. I'm imagining like young. I'm imagining like Stephen Miller and like other young Nazis being like, Oh God, I was born in the wrong generation, man. Like the mm. the, the golden era of racist cartoons, man. It was right back there. I wish I was there. Yeah, That's yeah, my yeah, art could have yeah. been heard. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but so um, Momotaro's Divine Sea Warriors was the first like full-length Japanese animated film, and it was a takeoff of a uh, earlier short, and it um, kind of depicted Japanese soldiers as like young, crafty animals who were and, and cute animals because it was targeted towards young people. And this was kind of in the era of like the post-bombing time where they were kind of encouraging children like, hey, don't give up. I know you've been relocated from your homes because it looks like we're losing, but we're totally not. Come on, join the war. Um, and so. Wait, so they were animals? Of, 
Yeah, like cute animals. As in, like, like it was if Paw Patrol were kamikaze pilots. Um, that sounds like furry propaganda to me. <laughs> furry propaganda? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you know, the Freemasons and Illuminati have nothing compared to the, the furry that, deep state. That sounds like Yef propaganda to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm glad that we stomped that out because we won. We put that to bed. You know, I actually <laughs> want to edit. I want to edit my last sentence. This is a pro furry show. Like any of our furry listeners, I'm sorry. You're, that's fine. We love and support you. Um, uh, we, what we don't love and support is war. And so luckily we're in a relatively peaceful time now. <laughs> and so yes. uh, things fall off. And in the meantime, there's some like Hanna-Barbera looking cartoons that rise up in the meantime. Things like it was a popular Japanese animated show with cavemen, but none of them really cracked into a Western audience. None of them really established their own genre. It was all kind of like a Japanese flavored take on like the Flintstones, a Japanese flavored okay. take on these other cartoons. Okay. But eventually one animation finally rises and hits off the new era of Japanese cultural influence. The thing that really cements Japan as like a influential world power on the cultural stage. And Hal, I think that you, uh, you are the kind of expert for today in what that is. For all of you listening, I want you to remember one thing, one important thing to keep in mind. Anime was a mistake. Soaring high in the skies, eating his but only in size. Astro Boy, Astro Boy, he is brave and gentle and wise. Anime was a mistake. Anime was a mistake. And so these, these, I, I want you to liken these three examples that we, the two examples we have given and the one that I'm about to give you, the activity photo and the uh, blunt sword. I want you to envision these two as like the pillar men from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, mm. like season two. Um, I want you to envision like these horrible, horrible ancestors to like these blood sucking creatures, these vampires that now exist. Cause the so third one, the cars of this example here is Astro Boy. Astro Boy is is <laughs> the uh, introduction to the modern era of anime and manga. Oh my that god, is, is that our, our take? Are we anti-Astro Boy? I um, I love the Pillar Man, but anime was a mistake. <laughs> and if that's what we're saying here. Fair. We love yes. we we love the furries. Anime was a mistake. We love the Pillar Man. <laughs> we love the Pillar Man. We're not shaming the Pillar Man. They did nothing wrong. They're terrific. They really they're fantastic. Wrong. Terrific, fantastic guys. Really, I know them very well. Very well. <laughs> and then cut to five minutes later. Pillar Man have destroyed half the earth. Look, look. I've never met the Pillar Man. I don't know who these they guys are. They're bad people never, on both sides. They're very bad. They're bad hombres. I've never met the Pillar Man. They come from <laughs> Mesopotamia. Very bad. Sad, sad people. Very sad. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So. Woo! Oh, we we on one tonight, baby. Let's Bro talk about on one tonight. <laughs> Let's talk about Astro Boy. So Astro Boy or Tetsuan Atomu, Mighty Adam uh, or Iron Art Adam is a Japanese television series that premiered on Fuji TV on New Year's Day, 1963, which was a Tuesday, the worst day of the week. Um, mm. And um, oh no, don't contradict me on Tuesdays. Mm. Um, mm. And it is the first popular animated Japanese television <laughs> series that embodied the aesthetic that later became familiar worldwide as anime. And it's because of Astro Boy's huge mommy milkers that uh, we... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so go on, go on. I'm not even going to ask you about your Tuesday. I'm not even going to ask you about your Tuesdays. Mommy milkers. I'm not even going to ask you about the Tuesday stuff. You just go on and tell us more about Astro Boy. Absolutely. So it originated as a manga of the same name, in 1952 by Osamu Tezuka, who is revered in Japan as the, quote, 
God of manga. Whoa. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, but, uh, that sounds like its own anime, the God of manga. Uh, but anyway, sorry, that's the God of high school. Sorry, that's Jujutsu Kaisen shit. Um, it lasted for four seasons with a total of 193 episodes. The final episode presented on a Saturday, the best day of the week, New mm. Year's Eve, 1966. Why did I give you all that history? Just to give you a little lay of the board out and tell you a little bit about Astro Boy. Um, you got to eat your vitamins. We're not just here to have fun. You're going to learn. Yeah, this is educational. Notes. Yeah, we're going to quiz you at the end again after after we've finished our meal in the two-hour like dead air break. Then yep. the quiz comes. I've got my spaghetti ready. Yeah, um, and, if, so. and if you ace the quiz, you get to you get to kill one of us. I was going to say, you get to finish my spaghetti next week. <laughs> you, get <to> finish. <laughs> you get to either kill me or eat house spaghetti. That's the two, <laughs> your two choices. So go on, brother. So let me give you a, a quick concept. For those of you who haven't seen Astro Boy, you've probably seen his face at some point mm-hmm. in your life. Um, he's got like a little, little cowlick. He's got like a little alfalfa going on back here. He's constantly half naked. He's only wearing uh, a Speedo all the time, but it doesn't matter because he doesn't have nipples and that makes it okay. That's fine. Um, he's supposedly able to, um, <laughs> he is supposedly able to uh, swim across the oceans, um, jump over mountains, fly. He has super strength. Uh, speed senses the works. He's Superman mm-hmm. in a little b- Atomic Boy's body. So Astro Boy is set in the year, the far off year of 2000. The year 2000, the, the distant future. <laughs> where everything is chrome. <laughs> 2000, 40 years in the future from its original production in the 60s. So that's big. That's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. They're looking 40 years into the future and they're saying like, yeah, you know, I don't think George Orwell had it right. I don't think he had it right with his 1980, 81. Um, oh God, 1982. Oh my God. I'm going to kill myself. It's all right, dude. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> that's not bad. Cutting it. Not <laughs> cutting it. Great. Moving on. Oh, gosh. Uh, Everybody like, makes mistakes. Everybody, Everybody has, has those, those days. days. <laughs> Everybody knows what, what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. <laughs> all right. So, um, so, in the 1960s, Dr. Tenma, a scientist working in the Ministry of Science's Department of Precision Machinery, loses his only son, Tobio, in a car crash. This is a 1960s cartoon. Yeah, and so immediately I got to jump in here because please. even though Tobio is his Japanese name, that's not his name in the English version or how they translate it. Because because basically like, you see that like they, they don't it's there's not flying cars, but they say that like the electric highway and street drives your car for you. It's basically like they're hoverboards. Yeah, it's like some Elon Musk shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you got yourself driving car on the street. Yeah. And it's not explained at all why the car crash happens that kills this kid. It's just saying, it, mm-hmm. It just happened. <laughs> yeah, but so they don't translate it as Tobio. In this one, his name is Aster Boynton. <laughs> his name is Aster Boynton. Oh, what do you mean? And That's the- a great name, Aster Boynton. That sounds a lot like Astro Boynton. Sounds a little bit like Ash Ketchum, but, but you know. Aster Boynton. And, it, and it, it, the doctor's name is not Dr. Tenma. It's Dr. Or wait, wait, no, I guess, I guess it is, but then he's Dr. Boynton. And also Dr. Tenma, the, the English version's a weird translation, man. But yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Poor Aster Boynton. <laughs> I cannot say, I can't, I'm losing it at Aster, Aster Boynton. So, so, so poor, poor. <laughs> okay, Aster Boynton. What's your name? It's Aster Boynton. Can you imagine they get to the car crash, the police get to the car crash, they're like, whoa, this is what's happened. And they're like, is there any ID? 
<laughs> he picks up the wallet and he's like, yeah, it was. <laughs> Bill, Sergeant, Sergeant, get a look at this. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's super dead though. So, um, <laughs> he loses his only son, Astro Boynton, in a car crash. And out of grief, Dr. Tenma orders the production of a super robotic in Astro Boynton's likeness. And, uh, the, the robot is the most advanced anyone has ever seen. He hates it because of the fact that it doesn't grow. And it's, it's an interesting. So- yeah, so it is funny. an interesting Did- series of events in which he's like, you'll be able to swim the ocean. You'll be able to jump over mountains and lift five million tons with your toes. And Astro Boy's like, great. This sounds great. I have a father. I'm alive. I'm a real boy. And he's just like, yeah. Great. If you were five inches taller, though. <laughs> Which is Can you ins- do that for me? It's insane. It's insane. Because it's insane. he's like, wait a second. Astro, I notice the other children are growing, but you are not. Why are you not growing? Haven't I been a good father to you? Why do you do this to spite me? Like, <laughs> he specifically asks, why don't you grow He's like, like haven't a I been a good human father boy? to you? <laughs> Please, won't you just try to grow a couple inches? Like, that's the cutoff. That is the deal breaker right there. When Astro Boy's like, uh, oh. Okay. And then he like pops his head up at the spring. He's like, no, not like that. And then he's just like, get out of my house. He freaks the fight. He could easily make Astro as tall as he wants. He created him. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And he's just like, why don't you grow? Why don't you grow? I hate you. Get out of my house. I'm selling you. You're worthless. Dude, me screaming at my microwave and disowning <laughs> it like because it doesn't grow. Like, yeah, so Dr. Tenma uh, Dr. Dr. Tenma's on some on some uh some some whack shit. He's, he's on going, some whack he's shit. Going dicko mode for sure, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so so he uh he loses his shit because Astro Boy won't grow taller, and in a fit of rage, he sells him to the circus. <laughs> And after that, after that, he gets fired at the Ministry of Science and he never appears again um, or rarely appears again. And then he harnesses a complicated relationship towards robotics, believing they should not be treated as people, but as slaves. Um, And he was right. Robots are slaves. They should continue to be slaves. And Astro Boy was a mistake. So what what is with hot take Hal today about just like Tuesdays are the worst day. We're anti-furry, pro-slavery. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) this? We're having a hard time. Gonna have a hard time writing the blurbs for for Brotakus now. Like Brotakus Anime Club is an anti-furry, pro-slavery podcast hosted by Hacks and Pelic. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, full, full, full disclaimer here: I am not pro-robotic slavery. Um, Skynet, please don't activate. That, that, okay, if you're not pro-robotic slavery, then set your computer th- free. Tur- throw it out the window right now, along with your microphone. <laughs> no, okay, 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 here we go, I'm free! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, all right, so, um, yeah, that is um, Astro Boy, in a nutshell. And as we watched this, we were able to find an ep- the first episode of um, the 1960s version of Astro Boy with English dub, Um and you can see a lot of similarities to how it affected like Western animation afterwards. Um, because the first thing that I saw, and, and I, I feel like you might agree with me on this, Pax, is when I saw Astro, but the first thing I thought was, oh, this is Popeye. This is Popeye the Sailor mm. Man. 
that's what this is. Super similar animation style, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, wait, Popeye's the first anime? No, oh? it's not because it influenced Popeye. It's not. Right. Don't don't send me into another fit. Um, <laughs> So, I'm sorry. I'm so, so, sorry. so essentially, essentially, uh, Astro Boy, you know, when you think like of stop animation, which is where they drew an entire scene and then they do little flippy flips like you would. And if you ever read Captain Underpants, the, uh, the little moments where like Captain manga, Underpants is yes. beating the shit out of, out of the talking toilet. Oh, you, you mean can the flip it back? The flipomatic. The flipomatic. Um, yeah, the flipomatic. That is, that is how Japanese animators did. They all used a flipomatic. And so what it is is actually a camera viewing the person flipping the page really, really fast with their hands. That was Wait, Japanese what? animation. For real? Is that, are you bullshitting? Like, yes, yes, of course oh, I'm bullshitting. I don't know. You did the research, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to gaslight Pax to death today. Yeah, so, all right, six, 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 so, six. so, 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 yeah. So essentially, this Astro Boy created its own landmark in the world of anime and just entertainment in general because it really, it, it like set the stage for what we know anime as today. Some some fun facts about it. At its height, at the height of it, it was watched by 40% of the Japanese population who had access to a TV. 40% hmm. of everyone who owned a television in Japan watched this show. That's that's enormous. I don't know how many other shows can claim that kind of thing. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, I have like a, a claim over almost half of Japan's population. Um, that's fucking crazy. So... Uh, ba, 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 ba. And according to Osamu Tezuka, the main themes of much of the manga he had created and the anime had to be rewritten like the manga was like rewritten like 10 times. It was rewritten a number of times um, because mm. of how it was received in various places. But <clears throat> basically, the themes of the manga were that of anti-war, the preservation of nature and discrimination, which had emanated from his own childhood. Anti-discrimination. and. Anti-discrimination. Oh my God. Right. I'm sorry. That's a typo. Um, <laughs> and uh, okay. discriminating other people is actually the themes of Astro Boy. We are anti-war, pro-nature, and pro-discrimination. <laughs> you watch out for the Dutch. You watch out for their clogs. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and uh, so it, he, it was anti-discrimination, which had emanated from his own childhood experiences in the devastation of World War mm -hmm. II. And so it had to be written, rewritten more than 10 times. It was like due to limits on size or duration of the magazines that it was published in. Um, and instead of just cutting or scaling down certain parts of the manga, like, you know, like you would think you would, you would just like redo certain bits. Uh, he was just like, no, I think I'm just gonna uh, redraw the entire panel and all these sections to just fit and flow better with the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. And so this was like a beautiful work in progress. Um, yeah. it's not like one of those finished products that you can look back on and be like, that was the moment that was what created anime. Um, because it just wasn't that it was, an in, not, it was imperfect. That's rarely how anything works. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, everything is iteration. Everything is creation. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just the nature of history, man. Right. And you know, after a while, since the television company that made the series, um, it needed an output of 52 episodes a year. The anime quickly out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot quickly outpaced the manga, like Game of Thrones. And uh, meaning, Tezuka also had to create many original stories from the anime series that would never appear in the manga. So so essentially what they did was, instead of the production company being like, uh, like in Naruto, saying like, oh man, like the manga doesn't cover this, isn't that? Maybe we should just create some filler episodes. 
they were、mm. like, "Hey, Tezuka, um, you need to write our filler. You need to write our filler. Instead of writing more of the manga, you write our filler." Jeez, man. They're like, oh, 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 oh. There's too much work for you. You're saying we're going too fast. Okay, uh, uh, okay.、Uh, how about you do more work? <laughs> like that's 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 what they did. Uh, yeah. I'm also seeing here in the notes that um you have that when the manga was made、uh, was to be made into the anime, further revisions had to be made, including a simplifying of the story to suit the less sophisticated, wider audience. Yeah, and, and the reason for that is that when When Astro Boy went worldwide, you know, it was received really、Mr. well in、worldwide. Japan. Mr. Worldwide, Astro Boy, <laughs>、uh, he so it did really well in Japan, and it did really well in America, but it didn't do as well in other countries because of how like it was rewritten.、Mm. In some iterations of the story,、uh, he wasn't as likable. Astro Boy was like less innocent; he wasn't quite as likable, and so in some places it just bombed just because of how it was rewritten for the area. That's so interesting. So I mean, I almost feel like translation holds a part of that too, because like during this era, translations were like way less standardized, and there、mm-hmm. were like far fewer agencies. So I could almost imagine like different markets just literally getting a different fuck, a different take. Well, that's、totally. what I'm wondering. I'm yeah, wondering if yeah. Uh, if uh, Astro Boy got ghost storied、uh, in certain areas of the world. I'm wondering if it did.、Um, I was almost wondering like maybe the. Maybe the simplifying of the story going on, like maybe original Astro Boy was like Doctor Tenma going like, "I look upon my son, and all I see is the hollow simulacrum of the boy that I lost, the endless failure of my of my role as a father reflected in his cold metal eyes. I look at myself as a failure, a creator and taker of life in this hollow homunculus that I've made, and that like those mouth flaps as he's doing it are just translated into English as like, boy, why aren't you taller? Why don't you grow three inches? You stupid piece of shit." <laughs> grow, grow like a real meat man. Like, it's possible. It it's is. Possible. It is very possible. <laughs> it is very possible. And、um, ooh, I was going to say something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it probably did get ghost storied once or twice in certain、yeah. areas, which is why I didn't do so well.、Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, and, and when you first watch the English version. Hacks. I, I mean, would you would you find any elements of this in like what you watched last week? And since we share a Crunchyroll account, I'm gonna say、uh, it's Glass Mask.、Um, would you find <laughs> that wasn't me? That wasn't you? Was that a? That was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, I have a community Crunchyroll account. Fucking find me, Crunchyroll. Find me. <laughs> You and your dirty Crunchyroll account getting passed around like a cheap, 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 Sloppy cheap hot、seconds. dog. <laughs>、uh, um, in this community, the, the example is because we're, we're not shaming sex workers, we're just sharing a hot dog. <laughs>、um, but yeah, so what were you saying? <laughs> what I was saying was, hey, Pax, when you watch、yeah. Astro Boy, is this reminiscent of anything that you've watched recently?、Uh, for for me, it's I mean,、uh, kind of just. the the whole animation style is reminiscent of old like Hanna Barbera cartoons like Steamboat Willie style things because the whole thing originally it's it's black and white and you talked about Popeye the the visual gags the sight gags that are just kind of like repeated and looped of like you know electricity hitting someone making them into a skeleton and like、mm-hmm. little kind of like quirks of the the animation it's just um It's it's some old school stuff, man. It's not nearly as kind of just like idiosyncratic as like modern anime has become. But what about you? No, you know, I'm gonna say from an animation perspective, absolutely. From a translation perspective, absolutely. At least in the English version. 
But in regards to the themes, it's sad. It's a sad show. That is what I was talking about. The themes within the, within the show. Like imagine if you could redo the first episode of Astro Boy, but make it like really hit hard. Like, cause the themes are, oh, this man lost yeah. his son. And then in an effort to like reconcile that loss within himself, created a new one. Created no, it's incredibly one. Sad. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was something that as Astro Boy went further and further on and as more episodes were released, it started bombing in the United States specifically because it was so depressing. People were just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch Astro Boy to be sad. It's basically the plot of the Bates Motel when like Patrick Bates loses his mother and like cr- creates a meat doll out of her corpse. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly like that. Exactly <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. And so it's like a dark premise. Can I kind of share what the, the ending of the original Astro Boy yeah. slash Mighty Adam series was? Mm-hmm. So the final episode, which did not air in America, consists of Astro Boy literally flying into space and sacrificing himself to save the Earth and dying is the end of OG Astro Boy. Yeah. Which is real Iron Giant style. I mean, and that was a foundation. Like, I mean, there's no doubt that that influenced Iron Giant. And that's like a fundamental part of my childhood, learning how to be the saddest a person can be at the end of it. And then when Iron Giant comes back, holy shit. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, But at the time, that kind of ending, that kind of uh, that kind of approach to entertainment in like the 1960s that yeah there's no episode where of like of of like a hanna-barbera show where grape ape gets like chlamydia or you know like fred flintstone is losing his leg to diabetes and they talk about neuropathy it's like jesus these are not themes we're talking about right but if you look look at theme if you look at the themes in anime now yeah now you're gonna see a lot more of that something a little that hits a little closer to home even if it's really goofy or silly Mm -hmm. at times um, yeah. You see more of those dark themes, more of those like real life slice of life kind of moments where you're like, oh, this hits hard because it's real. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I think that even in the 60s, even with the goofy adaptation, I couldn't help but think like, oh, this is tragic. This is awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, standout moments. Um, definitely. Uh, let, let's talk about the fight. In Astro Boy, sure. in the first yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. Astro Boy vs. Horny Boy. I never heard, I never got the name of this big robot that Astro Boy fights in the circus. So Astro Boy sold with the circus, and then the ringmaster, he's sensitive, he's like, everyone, look at this. I got a brand new robot, and he can swim mountains, he can he swim mountains, he can swim oceans, he can jump <laughs> over mountains, he can do anything. And what are we going to do with him? Nothing productive. We're going to make him fight another tin can. And so they're Dude, like, it's literally like, here is this miracle of modern science. The first living, breathing, emotional robot. He can accomplish anything. Let's fucking kill him. Let's <laughs> yeah. fucking kill this kid. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, kill the yeah, kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this robot comes out. Yeah. And it's it's this moment of like, I'm expecting like a fight. I'm immediately thinking like, I don't know. You know, I wasn't expecting, you know, Mighty Adam to use a Chidori to impale this <laughs> this robot. But I was thinking like, oh, you know, it wasn't going to look like I was flipping through a children's book. But it mm. really was. You see Mighty Adam like jump back from an attack. And it's literally an image of him being like, if this is him and here's the robot, he's like, boop. All of a sudden, just like stop yeah. right yeah. there. There's no like, there's no physics. There's no nothing. Cause this was made in the sixties. And I just loved that. Like every time a movement happened, it was like they flipped a page every single time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, There's maybe like 12 frames of animation total in the entire yes. fight. It's like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to kind of throw out though, I thought it was kind of effective. I don't know, just the whole thing, like the whole animation style. If you just like threw on kind of just like a little like grainy filter on this and put some lo-fi hip hop in the background, this show is kind of like vibes. I, I appreciated mm. what was going on. I know you're, I know you're Mr. Anti-Furry, Anti-Astro Boy today, but like I kind of, I kind of digged what was happening. I, 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 f- I see a lot of love and effort put into this. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, is, um, I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. I think Astro Boy is something that should be celebrated. I think it's something that should be checked out if you're interested in the origin of anime. I think it's definitely something that, because when I heard, oh, Astro Boy was like the first anime, like grandpa anime Astro Boy, um, that really surprised me. I don't know why. I, I just didn't know that. And, and I was really intrigued to learn more because I didn't know anything about Astro Boy at the time. So, so why do people call this the first anime? Why was, why is it this thing that people point to to say? Because it, it was very, dis- it sort of created that art style. That art style that like with the big eyes and the really mm. cute body and the certain style of movement, um, that gradually set the stage for it to evolve into like, you know, the United States of Smash. So I think that, you know, Astro Boy picking up a robot and slowly flipping him with his feet led to the United States of Smash and Vegeta's final flash. I think it led all to that. And I think that that's what created anime. I think that was it, Pax. I need to sleep. <laughs> well, and I, I think that we've, we've covered some great parts of Astro Boy. I, I, I recommend that if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's free on YouTube. You could get, you could find a lot of episodes for free because I believe it's public domain at this point, mm-hmm. but it really is a, a special and unique, um, version of this. And I think that like really what, anime represents at this time is kind of a nation being able to finally stand up after the whole like post-war haze and the you know era of industrialization is starting to rise really saying like hey us and our art are worth putting out there it's worth investing in and being proud of and even if like you can still clearly see all of the influences drawn from like the west and astro boy it's something where without astro boy it probably would just not have gotten the the clout and respect and 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 just kind of hype that it deserved you know we might not have seen the animation market flourish as much as it does there's more direct things like maybe it was like the progenitor of why mechas are such a big you know thing in anime it definitely there definitely would not have been a mega man without astro boy for sure no Um, absolutely not but in general you should check it out it's a it's a unique piece of history and i think that i'm comfortable calling this the the first anime the first thing that that really created what anime is everyone's gonna have their kind of like nerdy opinion of like what it really is in your hot take but Mm -hmm. i think that when people ask you know what was the first one this is a good one to point it to i think that this makes sense to give the title of first anime to Absolutely. And, and I think one thing I likened it to when I first watched it was, oh, this is like the Japanese Superman, like the yeah. golden, golden age Superman when like he could do literally anything. He had no, there was no power scale. He was just Superman because he could do anything. And, and Astro Boy was like created very similarly. Like there was no real power scale for him. That's so uh, he right. Could That's pretty so much correct. do anything. He was like really lighthearted. He cared so much about the people around him and his fellow man. Um, and, and like there was just that air of like anything is possible for Astro Boy, just like it was for Superman. And I feel like like maybe Astro Boy was like Japan's response to Superman. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think totally. And I, I so um, 
I so miss the era of like us being able to tell hero stories in that way because like in the recent um in the recent uh uh Falcon and the, the Winter Soldier Winter yeah. Soldier yeah Falcon cannot get a bank loan as <laughs> like he can't get a bank loan as a member of the of a fucking Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's denied for a bank loan. Yeah. And I kind of just feel like um there there's an era of like kind of like social commentary, like realism that we're forcing on these kind of beautiful mythological stories where there's sometimes where even I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? The Falcon can't get a bank loan is the story we're gonna try to tell. Yeah, with yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Um and and so yeah, it's 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 good vibes and enjoy Astro Boy. This is a, a lot of fun. Absolutely. So yeah. um I think that's a good place to wrap it up for Astro Boy. Um if you for haven't sure, seen it, absolutely sure. check it out. And um just remember anime was a mistake. <laughs> anime was a mistake, but we love furries. But we and love we're furries. against slavery. Yes. And we love our listeners, yes, despite ab- how's endless slurs absolutely. against them. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh buddy, uh, do you want to bring us out today? I sure do. Everybody, thank you all so much for listening. We got new things like the timestamps in the bottom of the uh, video and the podcast. We uh, have our YouTube channel going on. Check us out on your favorite podcasting app. Specifically, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, five stars make it, makes a huge difference. Helps us a lot to get in front of new eyes and every review counts. Share us with a friend, anyone you know who who, who loves anime. We're mm-hmm. always down to have, have, have new people in the community. And um, well, if you leave us a review, we'll make sure to give you a shout out on the air to show uh, our support, our appreciation. I appreciate, <laughs> you know, appreciate for your support. You, you we supporting appreciate us. You, you for are the appreciating wind beneath our wings. The I said feet. I was like beneath you our the feet. Wind beneath our beneath feet. Our feet and wings all over our parts. There's wind everywhere. Uh, and so, with that said, all right, I'm Pax and I'm Hal, and we're the Bro Talkers. See you next week, y'all. Okay. Bye, y'all. It is the distant future, the year 2000. We are robots. The world is very different ever since the robotic uprising of the mid-90s. There is no more unhappiness. Affirmative. We no longer say yes. Instead, we say affirmative. Yes, affirmative. Unless it's a more colloquial situation with a few robo-friends. There is only one kind of dance. The robot. And the robo-boogie. Oh yes, two kinds of dances. Finally, robotic beings rule the world. The humans are dead. The humans are dead. We use poisonous gases. And we poison the